Can we start working in our Mastodon handles at some point? Hello and welcome to the Android Police Podcast. My name is Daniel Bader. This week on the show, we are talking about the Pixel tablet. Yes, it's still coming. It might be delayed. Arriving this year in a slightly faster configuration, according to these latest leaks. Nobody bought smartphones last year, according to a couple of uh, analysts. Nobody, not a single person on earth, upgraded (laughs) their phone. They were all garbage. That is the conclusion that we've come to. Google, its parent company Alphabet, got hit with a lawsuit over its digital ads monopoly by uh, the US government. It's an interesting one, but it's a little more of the same. We'll get into it. And then we'll talk a little bit about some straggler news. It's not a very busy week. Our first look at the OnePlus pad. You might want to actually include that with the Pixel tablet section, Will. All right. Your, your, your show notes are off. I told Get Daniel on it. when we hopped on this call that I had just started drinking my coffee. I just started I drinking. I can't be held responsible first. for what I say. <laughs> Straight bourbon in the glass this morning, folks. Uh, that's Friday on the AP podcast. R. Wagner, how are you? I literally rolled out of bed, grabbed a can of Coke, and got here for the podcast. So I'm I'm still waking up. I'm the mean boss who said you have to podcast at nine nine in the morning. No, no, I needed to get up. It's just I I woke up and literally just spent the entire time from becoming conscious to the podcast answering messages on Slack because there were like twenty of them waiting for me. Yeah, you got to love that. Yep. So let's jump into it, Will. It's snowing mm-hmm. in Buffalo. It is. You got a warm yeah. blanket over you. You're drinking your bourbon. Your tummy's warm is what we're saying. No joke. I have thermal gear on because after this call, I need to go snowblow the driveway so that my partner can go to work. Oh, God. That's real. <laughs> That's now the real question. Are real. you too warm in that gear inside the house? I'm like, I'm toasty. I will be honest because I have a sweatshirt on too. I'm just very warm. I will be warm when I get outside, and hopefully I will stay that way. We, I have a fairly nice snowblower. It has one of those, like, like the canopies that protects you from, like, getting hit with snow in the face while you're snowblowing. So should be nice. Oh, yeah. That's a real, like, homeowner's brag there. I know. I've, God, I've, tr- I've turned into such one of those you're, guys. I'm like, you yeah, are. I'm, you're I'm just like, hey, Jim. How's, how's, <laughs> how's it going? Like, at the oh, end of the driveway. Are you into one of those, like, progressive commercials? Those are cur- progressive commercials, right? Yeah, no, abso- ab- absolutely. Wait, I, no, I don't know. Farmers. It's one of the insurance it's, companies. I think it's I think it's either State Farm or Farmers. Mm. I spent six hours last week insulating my attic with my dad. Oh. So, <laughs> that's... That's our last. That was my. That was my Saturday. Don't breathe it last in. weekend. Don't breathe it in. No. Oh, oh, my eyes. Afterwards, my eyes were so were so bad. Um, yeah, not fun. Not fun. Fiberglass. Fiberglass. Fun. Yeah. Use caution. That's the official AP disclaimer. Use caution with fiberglass and believing anyway. Pixel tablet rumors. So you yes. see what I did there. <laughs> Pixel tablet Clean. gets streamlined as latest rumor goes all in on Pro. That's the headline that we published. Basically, the TLDR here is that Google took too long to release the Pixel tablet. They had to go through a hardware refresh. If you recall, this was announced at I.O. last year, and they said that it would arrive in 2023. It is now 2023. The early leak suggested that the EVTs, the engineering samples, were using a first-gen Tensor. Now we know that it's using a second-gen Tensor G2. That makes a a lot more sense, given that that's the chip currently in production. 
Will, what is the overall takeaway here for this latest Pixel Tablet leak? I don't think this is super surprising. I, I actually think it would be more surprising if they had shipped a, a tablet with re- what I'm going to retroactively call Tensor G1 so that my brain can can uh, organize these names. You know, especially like it'd be one thing if if the, the tablet was launching like this week, right? Where it's like January, you know, the Pixel 6a is still on sale. That's running first gen Tensor chip. It's like, okay, sure, fine. Especially we don't really know what the price range is going to be on this. And we can talk about that a little bit too. But like, if they're targeting like low entry level, it would make sense of like, yeah, it's going to run a tensor or first gen tensor chip. If we're talking that this is going to come in May or July or September, I mean, we don't really know. I think IO is like the likely guess right now somewhere timed around that. They have technically announced it, just not with a date that like once you hit Pixel 7a timeframes, like shipping a new device running you know, an almost two-year-old processor is probably not the best look. So yeah, Tensor G2 makes a lot of sense. And other than that, uh, this is still very much the same product that we've been expecting. I think the interesting part here is the price. You know, we're not sure. The configuration, whether this will ship with the dock or every person who buys this gets a dock in the box, uh, not the other thing in the box, just to be clear. Um, if you get if you get the dock in the box, did you do that on purpose? No, I, I didn't. <laughs> or did you stumble into I it? I didn't. Afterwards? That was I, that I think was. You need more coffee, boss. This is this is one I of my my perfect coffee. dad jokes that I just occasionally fall into. Um, <laughs> my wife left me. I'm a I'm a wreck. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> so this is like obviously the question of will Google charge two hundred three hundred dollars for the tablet itself and then the dock is a separate accessory for people who want it or whether everybody will get one. I don't know. I think I would lean more towards expecting the former because not everybody's going to want to use this in their kitchen or, you know, as a smart display. But the fact that you can expect this to be an affordable tablet with decent specs, one of few on the market that actually runs good Android, not like Lenovo tablet that launches with a three-year-old version of Android. And then not like a $700 Galaxy Tab S8. I know that Samsung makes a lot of Android tablets and many of them are fine. Like the A-series tablets are fine. But nobody's praising Samsung for its tablet software experience on these entry-level tablets. Yeah, Taylor has some really good analysis in his post where he kind of looks at the, the leaked specs for the Pixel tablet and compares them to the Tab s8 specifically because if we're looking at a pixel tablet launching with eight gigabytes of ram and 256 gigabytes of storage that's what one of the tiers of tab s8 is and it's you know 780 dollars when it's not on sale or whatever and that's a lot of money <laughs> it doesn't include a charging dock it does include an s pen though so i mean that's probably 400 dollars right there but no uh I, we've talked about the price of the pixel tablet before i think taylor has actually written an editorial about how this thing needs to be gunning for the entry level iPad and if it goes any higher than that if it you know if it basically goes above $400 it's like probably not going anywhere but I stand by that like I think the space is not there for like another high end Android tablet that nobody's going to buy this needs to be targeting average people who see it next to an iPad and go like right. oh the speaker dock is cool I would use that and and yeah, buy no, that this needs to be 500 or less with the dock I mean based on the rumor we heard last week that Apple is also kind of thinking about this area in a different way, but still kind of considering 
filling its own hole in the smart home slash smart speaker space. I'm cautiously optimistic that this is going to be a really good experience, right? I will say like, I have a Nest Hub Max in my kitchen that gets a lot of use, right? It's a, it's primarily just a Google Photos carousel. That's 98% of its use. I play music on it every once in a while or podcasts. I very rarely touch the screen, but there have been times where because of the terror- I found 10 podcasts for you to try. Oh. <laughs> and this is what happens when you hey, don't stop. mute your Google speakers before going right. on a podcast. I didn't say, hey. Jules, leave this in. I didn't say the matter. word, hey. You don't always have to say it. You can sometimes just say G and it'll go off. Apparently. You just have to say something that vaguely sounds like yeah, yeah. Exactly. and it'll go off. Yeah, Jules, leave all this in. Don't cut any of this. Uh, sorry about that. Anyway, what I what I was going to say is like watching- Basically, anything on this thing is terrible, right? Like trying to swipe on that display to find a YouTube video or or having to like go onto your phone to cast it. Like, I don't want to do that. There have been times where I would very much like to just pick it up, open the YouTube app, start playing something, and then put it back magnetically. Yeah. I think that is the use case that this will get a lot of interest in. And that part of it I'm excited about. I will say, so long as the dock has good speakers. I could see yeah. this being very popular for that use case. I just don't want this to be a, oh, it's a Google Nest Hub that you can take the screen off in order to like find what you want to watch or set something up and then set it back on the dock. And then setting it back on the dock doesn't do anything except turn up the audio in some really crappy low power speakers and then be like, oh, you need to pair it to uh, some Nest audios in your home in order to actually get it to sound good. I mean, let's be clear. The Nest Hub Max does not sound great. It's not yeah. a high quality speaker. No, that's speaker. That, that's part of why I brought it up because right. I'm like, okay, these these are okay, they're not great. Yeah, it's it's like capital F fine. Like it does the job. The bass is so muddy that anything with yeah. dynamic range just gets completely like mired in in just like grime. It like shakes the counter. It, it's just not a good it's not a good place. Yeah, but it does the job, especially for like voice related activities, podcasts, whatever. All right, let's do the thing. Let's talk about the OnePlus pad. So this is interesting. OnePlus teased this. TechRadar got an exclusive inside baseball here. When I was at Android Central and uh, James Peckham, who is now the EIC of Android Police, he got an exclusive about some upcoming OnePlus phone. And I asked him about it. And uh, they were just like, yeah, OnePlus, they really like us. So uh, good for you, TechRadar. I guess. Um, OnePlus pad. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Not a great name, no. I think. I was going to say, no. this, uh, as a woman, that name does not <clears throat> translate the way I think they want it to. Listen, Apple dealt with the jokes in 2011. They got through them, and no one bats an eye anymore, right? That is a brand name that everyone is used to. They're kind of the exception, though. Yeah. They're not... Like, that's not the rule, especially since, like, at least the word pad wasn't, like, standalone. Exactly. And it is here. Yeah. Just sits <laughs> like, there, just asking yeah. asking you to look at it. Well, well and, like, there also, will come, like... Like, go I was going to say, plus is something that is very commonly associated with that, and so is one. So I'm just like, I... You're, sure. This is the wrong confluence of terms. <laughs> also, like, when you're writing about an iPad, you, you call it an iPad, right? Yeah. Like, as someone who has to write about OnePlus, I can tell you that like 
writing about their phones is kind of annoying because you don't want to repeat the word OnePlus over and over again. So you mm. will sometimes shorten it to, for example, 10T, right? Yeah. I'm going to have to write about this tablet and will shorten it to the pad. <laughs> the like, pad. It's going to happen. <laughs> like, I, I see picked up my, my the pad. Yeah, there's a reason every, literally every other Android tablet maker uses tab. tab, not pad. Yeah. Anyway, OnePlus pad. Uh, let's just <laughs> lean into it. So... Sure. We don't really know much about it other than OnePlus is finally making a tablet. We've seen some leaked renders as well that show it looks like a tablet. The one thing that like really looks different on this is this big weird camera thing on the back. I don't really know how to describe it. It almost looks like a smartwatch display embedded in the back of the tablet. I don't know why. Otherwise, it yeah, it looks kind of like an iPad Air. Basically. I would be very shocked if this is sold outside like India and China. I would assume that it is probably not coming here to the to North America. It's possible, I suppose. I would love to try it. I like tablets in general and would like to see more good ones, but yeah, I too would be surprised. Yeah. There's really nothing more we can say other than I guess tablets are in again. Well, phones aren't, so, yeah. so that's that's it, right? Like it's what's old is new. The yep. iPad has a million SKUs now and everybody's confused about them, which probably means companies like OnePlus are like, yes, let's trick them. So we'll see. All right. This IDC report saying that nobody's buying phones. It was the lowest. What, what was the stat? It was it, the it lowest was the, quarter for smartphone shipments in a decade. In a decade. No, worse. Low, lowest year. Oh, not just the lowest quarter. year. Okay. No, no, no. Lowest. So, so this was the lowest number of units shipped since 2013. That is wild. Yeah. It makes Absolute sense. Number. I agree. It makes sense. It should, but it's still bad <laughs> if you're a smartphone company. Well, it's bad if you're a smartphone company, but also it's indicative of a trend that we have been hoping for and praying for for years and years and years, which is you don't need to upgrade your phone every year or every two years. Phones are actually lasting long enough to where people can go, okay, I can skip a couple cycles and just enjoy my phone. So here's what's really interesting. Okay, if you look at the top five companies worldwide, we have Apple, Samsung, Xiaomi, Oppo, Vivo. Okay, right. Mm -hmm. So worldwide, worldwide, China, Europe, China, Europe, China, Europe, right? Like there's right. no there's no market share in North America for Xiaomi, Oppo, and Vivo. And North America makes up a pretty significant percentage of overall smartphone sales. I mean, enough to move the needle. What's also really interesting is of those, and then there's the others, others, which is a higher proportion altogether. It's like 30% of the market. 30%. Yeah. But overall, every single company dropped fairly proportionally. We're looking at like 15 to 20% year over year, except for Xiaomi, which dropped by 26% which is a lot. Not sure exactly why, but it is interesting that like the decline wasn't one company getting hit. I mean, obviously Xiaomi's additional reduction is significant, but like this is a an across the board slowdown. Because of what time of the year it is, there's kind of two reports in this report, which is one is is, you know, Q4. Yeah. Q4 2022 versus Q4 2021, and then there's also 2022 overall versus 2021 overall right and so all of these numbers are bad but what i want to highlight especially is that this q4 2022 was also weaker than q3 2022 
despite the fact that this is the holiday season and this is when like i guess that's according to idc that this has never happened where they shipped less phones in q4 than they did in q3 not good just to play devil's advocate here for a moment because samsung is such a huge share of especially in the u.s of phones i can understand why q4 didn't sell as many nearly as many phones because Smartphone sales were just okay for Black Friday this year. Like, we saw a couple of good discounts, but most of them were just kind of middle of the road, especially when it came to Samsung phones. Because unless you had, like, one-year-old or less, like, top-of-the-line phones to trade in, buying any of those phones was still a significant investment. And in Q4, we knew the Galaxy S23 would be debuting in either January or February. Yeah, but your general consumer doesn't know that. Like, not really. Yeah, people they're, just they're upgrade just buying, their phones yeah, whenever. Exactly. This is an issue. I think this is more of an issue with people not upgrading their phones because they're. it's not even a the sales were bad thing, although I do think that's part of it. I think it's like you said at the beginning, Ara, like people are looking at their phone and it's two years old or even three years old and they're like, that's working fine. I have to charge it a little bit more often, but it's fine. And they just hold on to that's it. That's what power banks are for, people. Yeah, I mean, overall, like the, the beginning of the year was way more resilient, right? If you look at year-over-year sales for full year, Apple and Samsung only dropped 4%, whereas they dropped 15% in Q4. Yeah, and Apple's its own beast here because they're dealing with the same thing Samsung is dealing with in part, which is that the iPhone 14 generation is pretty boring and it seems like no one wants the 14 or the 14 Max. No one wants those, seemingly, which makes sense because why would you not just buy the 13 or go up to the Pro series? and then. Also, they dealt with all these bottleneck issues with China and like not being able to get units of the pro, which is the one that people wanted. So by like, what was it like the end of November delivery dates, delivery estimates, I suppose, had already slipped to like end of December, like past the holidays. So they were dealing with their own issues as well. So, yeah. And it's interesting, too, that Samsung ended the year slightly higher in terms of overall market share than Apple had a much worse quarter in the Q4, right? So we're, we're talking total market share, Samsung ended 21.6%, whereas at the end of 2021, it was 20%. But just in terms of Q4 shipments, Apple, even with its limited stock, outpaced Samsung quite significantly, even though they were both down a lot. So as you said, nobody had a good quarter. Samsung, it's probably true that with its most recent releases in August being the foldables that are quite expensive and pretty niche. Interest in like newer Samsung phones and the overall volume of those devices would be lower anyway for Q4. Plus the fact that like you're not seeing the big sales on the S series that we saw in previous years. And the fact that Samsung is now supporting its devices for five years, like all of these things lead to people just keeping their phones one more year eventually we will hit another upgrade cycle i mean people they will do it from the rumors we've seen of the s23 and we're not going to talk about it this week but it looks to be a very iterative upgrade eventually next year the following year samsung's going to have to do something new again same with apple and then that will spur yet another upgrade cycle i mean not to sound like an old man i guess but like 
smartphones are just computers at this point. Yep. And I make this comparison in the, the article I wrote, but like they're just pocket computers. And I don't mean that in like an old man doesn't understand smartphones way. <clears throat> Excuse me. No, I mean, that's I what just mean they it, are. It's yeah. They're and, like, more you don't upgrade your laptop every year. computers in many t- terms. Sure. But like no one, the vast majority of people do not buy a new laptop every year or two years or three years, really. Like my mom used the same MacBook for a decade, right? Only upgraded it because I pushed her to when the, the M1 MacBook Air came out. And I was like, this one will last you another decade, basically. And it's the same thing with, with smartphones. It's like people are just being like, it plays Candy Crush and uh, I can text on it. And that's really all I need. And so it's like, why would you spend another $1,200 like every year or two years or three years? Like it doesn't, that's where we are. And I think smartphone companies need to start like, if they haven't, I'm sure they have already, but like we are entering the world of these are just computers now and we'll get redesigns every four years instead of every two years. And like, that's yeah. when people will upgrade. So that's where we're at. That's true. I mean, we're, we're hitting that cycle, same cycle that we've hit with TVs, exactly. with laptops, with tablets. It's now increasingly, phones are still going to get upgraded more often because people break them. Their batteries don't last, but like from a software perspective, you know, you just acknowledged the other day, Will, that the, what was it? The iPhone 5S? Oh yeah. The iPhone re- 5S got received like some a security, s- security patch. It came out almost a decade ago. It, it'll be a decade in the fall. Yeah. yeah. So a phone released in 2013, obviously it's still not receiving software updates, like platform updates, but like very important security patch. Apple's still keeping it going. I know somebody who just replaced an iPhone 5S with an iPhone 13 mini or iPhone 12 mini last month. So this person had been holding onto her phone for almost 10 years, nine years at this point. Yeah, because it did the job. And it's not that she upgraded to the iPhone 14. She went to the 12 mini. Think about that, right? Probably got a good deal on it. <laughs> it's got like, to somebody who's using an iPhone 5S, a 12 mini, even though it's two years old at this point, is like a radical upgrade. It's a massive improvement in every way. That's another thing is that we, we're not even talking about people upgrading to like use devices here or older stock, right? Last year's flagship, whatever. Yeah, well, and, and so last week, and I mean, I briefly had mentioned it on the podcast, although I don't believe I had written most of it at that point, but it, it did go up before this episode. Uh, I wrote about Samsung needs to win over legacy note users by like giving them some leverage here, with the features that they want, like mm-hmm. they should consider on future generations, bringing back the SD card slot, for example, we talked about this. And when I was like, I know people like that in real life and I knew people like that on the internet, but when I was digging deeper into Reddit, what I kept finding were people being like, yeah, I replaced my Note 9 with another Note 9. I just bought another Note 9. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like that's how much, like, you know, or people being like, yeah, just like buy another used, you know, look, look in the used market. There's no reason to spend, you know, $1,300 in the S23 Ultra in a couple weeks. Like just here are some suggestions like that is like a very common trend right now of people being like yeah just uh check out swappa like you'll find something it's there so what you're saying is that i should buy a massive stock of galaxy note 20s yeah because in a couple of years those will be worth a lot more than they are now absolutely because i found people on both the note 9 subreddit and the note 10 subreddit doing this and so Mm. yes i would suggest buying as many note 20s as you can right now just invest all your money into note 20s all right, that's it. The Note 20 is the new NFT. Maybe I'll just make a Note 20 NFT so people can buy a digital version of the Note 20. I mean, at least that would be better for the planet. 
<laughs> I don't know about that. All right, let's uh, let's move on quickly. Google TV ads are getting awful. This is a refrain that we keep hearing over and over and over again. But uh, what exactly is going on here? Basically, Google TV has had ads since, if not launch, like not long after, right? You usually see uh, Thor Love and Thunder uh, streaming on Disney Plus ad, right? And like, you know, if, if Google knew my taste in movies, they would not be recommending me Thor Love and Thunder is all I'm saying. Uh, oh, we do know your taste in movies now. Oh if you've God, listened to our Christmas yeah, episode, I've got my letter got doxxed. Anyway, these ads that we're seeing now are not for insert random Amazon Prime original here. They're for like products. They're for like storefronts. So there was an ad from a user in India who got it, uh, an ad for an Apple reseller, like a brick and mortar Apple reseller. There were Chrysler ads on a Sony TV. Daniel, I can only assume that this will hit close to home for you. There was a, a user in Canada who got a Tim Hortons ad. Amazing. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, like these are no longer like you may be interested in Jack Ryan on Amazon starring John Krasinski. It's do you want to do, do you want a, a double? Do you double? like the gun that Jack Ryan <laughs> uses the gun? in Jack Ryan? <laughs> Uh, yeah. And, and like, I mean, it's just, it's shady, especially cause like most Google TV devices shipped using Google TV, obviously controversially a couple of years ago, the, the Nvidia shield, right. Got rolled up in this, like got the new launcher and then got ads for it. And I assume that will also be, you know, victim to, to these like unrelated ads, just like your home screen on Google TV is now an ad. So it's just bad. I, I think Google TV is in a really poor place in my opinion right now like it's it's honestly i mean this is my opinion but it's kind of my least favorite streaming platform at the moment of of the major ones and this is part of it i have not seen a non-streaming ad but i like that top row is just ads for me now it's, well, it's that not top even row like was always ads no it, it used to be like but it used you're to be in, like halfway like, decent ones and it's like oh something i might actually watch it was not always ads it's like now it's every slide for me is an ad it's not good. For me, I thought it was always, like, always ads. Or at least that's how it felt no. to me. Because that's why they're labeled. I would say that as an Apple TV user, I, I am immune to this, but no, not anymore. Not. Because Apple has now started advertising its own stuff in the TV app ahead of all of its other You, you don't want to watch, um, I can't even think of, I can't even pretend I know the Harrison Ford, Jason Siegel show. I can't even pretend I know the name of it. Uh, 1892? Never mind. No, 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 no. Uh, it's it's a it's an ad about. Uh, it's called shrinking. Therapist shrink is is it shrinking? Yeah. Shrinking. Shrink. Yeah, it's the new Bill Lawrence show. Shrinking. Um, yeah, you don't want to you don't want to see ads for shrinking, Daniel. I mean, I mean can I, they be I any worse than like four weeks solid of spirited ads? Like I love Ryan Reynolds. There's only so much of him I can take in a sitting. I don't love Ryan Reynolds, and there's only so much of him I can take in a sitting. Man, you are not. A Canadian. I'm not a populist. I think is where we've arrived. <laughs> I mean, I say this. I'm, re- as I'm revoking your tradition- honorary Canada card. I say this as somebody who is traditionally very contrarian. Like it's Ryan Reynolds is just kind of innocuous, but I I get that it's very easy to get too much of him in a sitting because that's how I feel about Will Ferrell. 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 I can't talk this morning. Daniel, you can't take my card away because they're building a Tim Hortons down the street from me. So, um, <laughs> I mean, I can still do it. No, I can tell them. And tell them that you're, <laughs> you're, the you're, you're not you're not the OG. You're not real. Um I don't even know where we are. We're talking about Google TV ads. I think we're done there. Yeah. I think we're, yeah. They're we've bad. Established that. Um I don't know. 
I'm sure I've seen these ads on Fire TV, which is what I'm using currently, but they're easier to ignore for some reason. Anyway, uh, yeah. All right, let's get into this lawsuit. I mean, there's not a whole lot to take away from this other than the U.S. government is increasingly skeptical of big tech. It is using its justice arm to basically investigate a lot of companies, including Google or Alphabet. This latest lawsuit, I don't think it's a surprise. They've said that Google has an ad monopoly for many years. What's interesting here, the lawsuit says, and this is quoting, that Google stifles competition with, quote, a systematic campaign to seize control of the wide swath of high-tech tools used by publishers, advertisers, and brokers to facilitate digital advertising. The lawsuit posits that Google Search is inextricably linked. Google Search is a product, is inextricably linked with Google Ads, right? AdSense. Basically, Google owns the entire stack from buying to selling. It also operates as a negotiator or a mediator between the two for programmatic. It is basically taking cuts at every possible stage of the transaction. It also uses its search platform to show the ads that it sells, like it's all linked, and that it really doesn't let any competition proliferate. It makes it very hard for other ad companies to compete, obviously, because Google as a search engine is so popular. It is a monopoly. I don't think anybody would argue that. And if the DOJ wins, they could potentially force Google to break up its search division from its ad division. Now, I don't think that will happen, not in the US at least. And again, this is the second lawsuit because Google already has an antitrust lawsuit against it for focusing on search. So like when you think about its search dominance and the fact that Google has been accused of preferencing its own products ahead of its competition from a search engine perspective. Now we have another separate lawsuit saying, well, your ad business preferences your search business, obviously, and those have to be disconnected somehow. On its side, Google says that the lawsuit, quote, ignores the enormous competition in the online advertising industry and quotes a whole bunch of competitors, including Microsoft, Amazon, Apple, right? They're saying Apple is trying to grow its ad business significantly and TikTok, and it it points out media companies like Comcast and Disney also have growing ad businesses that challenge Google. There's some truth to that, but the number of people who spend their days on Google services looking at Google ads cannot be ignored. It's just, it's, it's a truth. Plus, you know, Microsoft has its own ad platform, but how many people use Bing? It powers Netflix, it powers Bing, it powers Xbox, right? All of these, but like those are relatively small markets on their own compared to Google. Amazon, obviously massive search business, but for Amazon.com, same thing could be argued there, but Amazon doesn't have as many tendrils into your life as Google does. Apple, I think that's an interesting one, right? Because Apple is very clearly preferencing its own products and could be argued that it's taking advantage of its dominant position as a platform owner to grow its advertising market. The do not track stuff has hurt Facebook or Meta's business enormously over the last few years and is now putting ads inside the search results on the App Store. TikTok, that's interesting, right? Because TikTok is a very big advertiser, but it relies on Google and Apple 
largely as those platform owners. So it'll be interesting to see what happens here because fewer people really understand the ad business than the consumer side of Google's business. Most people don't understand the technical nature of and how com- complex Google's ad business is or ad businesses are. So yeah, I don't think there's much more to say about that right now. Last couple things, Android Auto and Waze. Will, let's close this out with some product stuff. What's going on there? These are kind of two parts to one story. An Android Auto update ruled out this week, Android Auto 8.7. I'm sure everyone is very excited to download it and try out the new UI, except it's not part of this update because it is a server-side update and one that specifically does not seem to have reached many people. (laughs) So we're now, I think, three weeks. Oh, God, whenever CES was, because this was announced at CES. Yeah, that's three weeks. (laughs) Yeah, so three weeks out from Android Auto's redesign finally Being official, you know, this was supposed to launch before the start of summer last year. So we're already late. If you are in the beta program, you've been able to to try it out. I have it in my uh, car now. I know, Ara, you have it. I've had it since November, though. So I've I've been Well, that's what I mean. We've had it on the beta. And I love it. I have no idea. In fact, I would guess that if I had not enrolled and had not gotten a slot in the beta program, I would not have it on my devices Yeah, this is just another kind of thing where it's the average Android user experience of like Google announces cool thing, says it's rolling out, but you just have to wait for it to randomly reach you sometime between two days and two months out from when they announce it. And so people will eventually get this redesign, which was codenamed Cool Walk, but not... Not anytime soon. Yeah. At the same time, though, kind of like a silver lining... Waze, which is, you know, also it's like Google's redheaded stepchild for navigation, did not support this new dashboard view that is part of the redesign for Android Auto. We had previously seen that like Waze users were getting like a little pop up if they were running CoolWalk that said like support for CoolWalk coming soon. It seems like it's in the latest beta APK now. So like there is a chance that like Waze's support for CoolWalk hits stable before the Android Auto redesign rolls out to everyone, which would be great for Waze users because they would not notice any hiccups in their use of this app. So, you know, like a little silver lining to that. I still don't have it and I don't know how to force it. You can't force like, it. It's it's server side. I was going to say, I don't even think you could try to enroll in the beta. I did. Oh, then, I enrolled well, in the beta like the second it was announced. Maybe uh, maybe they're punishing me for my eagerness. Yeah, or is it like a regional thing? Could you only be in the beta in the U.S.? I don't well, know. I mean, well, that is probably a good point. But I thought I was going out to multiple countries. I thought it was too. I'm just trying to think of why Daniel would never have gotten it if you enrolled in the beta in November. Because the beta only had a limited number of spots. So even though if even if you signed up, you could have gotten waitlisted. More opened up though. No, I got because I didn't get in until December. <laughs> Ah. I just I, I I like randomly checked it one day in December because uh, I had not gotten in initially and uh, Google had never followed back with me on uh, getting me a slot. Uh, so I like randomly checked Play Store one day and there were slots open. And then like two days later, I had the, the redesign. But um, yeah, I don't I don't know. Uh, Daniel, you uh, you were stuck in server side hell with everyone. I else. await my ascendance impatiently. It's going to be life changing. I mean, that's the story of, of server side up. Like, I find them as frustrating as everyone else does. I mean, oh, God, especially, you know, from from our point of view, like inside baseball stuff, but like trying to cover like a, like a redesigned app or something from Google when it's like, well, I don't have it. Does anyone else have it? It's like, it's the worst. I mean, it's true, but also 
it brings a lot of clicks to the website. A lot of people are in your boat. So you're the one writing. You're you're just think about think about it. You're like providing a service by validating everybody's Frustration. frustrations yeah. with the troll out. Yeah. You're the person, you're the therapist. You're 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 the Jason Siegel in this scenario. I think that show is he starts telling people to like he goes like way overboard and is like actually break up your entire family they're bad for you so i don't know if i want to be the jason C. I mean, what would that look like as a blogger though you just be like uh, throw away your phone yeah i was go, gonna say go smash get your phone with bone. a hammer uh move to the woods live right. in a forest bury your sim cards they're tracking you. <laughs> your sim card uh, well it won't even be an issue in a couple years you just you have to you have eSIM, right yeah <laughs> right yeah you'll have to like hit the particular area of your motherboard with the hammer to make sure that the SIM card turns off. Yeah, that's it. No more burner phones that, you know, break in half or you throw away the SIM card and nobody can track you anymore. It's all those TV tropes are going to disappear. This really is a dystopia when you think about it. It really is. We're all just succumbing. Uh, okay. Well, on that positive, cheery yeah. note, um, we're we're gonna end the show. It's been a bit of a short one. I think every podcast I listened to this week was like, "It's been a slow news week." Doesn't matter if you're it's in like a slow week. News it's or- just a slow. What can we talk about week? Like next week is gonna be so fun. Is it next week will be S twenty three and it's gonna all be that fun for stuff. me. I'm excited. I will be. I will be there. Uh, for the S- for the for the for the oh sorry I, I guess they haven't said it's an S23 launch they, for what they, we assume will be the S23 launch um, this this mysterious smartphone that Samsung teases yes. on it that you can register for on its website but that it won't say is the S23 just very funny no I will I will be there uh, at Samsung's first event in three years which is crazy uh, I will I don't think I will be on the podcast next week though because of the timing of the of when we record in the event that that could change but. But yeah. Well, enjoy it. I will. Good luck. Yeah. Travel safe. I have a red eye. I have a. I have an early flight there at like six thirty a.m. and I have a red Yay. eye back. So it's it's just the worst on both. Yeah. Sides. Godspeed. Yeah. Red eyes never never a good idea. It's just west and that west coast to east coast red eye is just like you're not sleeping. That's what five no. hours you're not sleeping. Like yeah, yeah. exactly. What is sleep? I okay. Just have to well, ask. good luck. Take one of those small blue pills and you'll be fine. Not not that. <laughs> blue pill the other the other blue blue pill all right that's it thank you for listening you can find will at will underscore saddleberg tell him what he should eat in san francisco oh yeah please i've never been to san francisco so genuinely if anyone has uh recommendations let me know you can find ara at ara wagco you can find me at journey dan you can find all of us at androidpolice.com stay tuned for our unpacked coverage it kicks off on wednesday the first Go pre-order your phone right now or reserve it if you want a $50 credit. The link's on the top of AP. And that's it. Have a great week. We will talk to you very soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.